From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Okay, six, uh, seven minutes now past the hour. I was going to say six minutes already, seven minutes past the hour 24 hours ago today, whoo, what a day. What a day yesterday was, record-setting. Let me make a brief comment about that, and there are a lot of serious issues to talk about, including the long-awaited, and boy, it's going to be controversial. Joe Biden, only Joe Biden could spend, it's not $300 billion, only Joe Biden could spend $600 billion and basically please no one. Because if you want your student loan debt forgiven, $10,000 basically isn't going to even put a dent in it. You've got people with 50, 100, 200, 300,000 in debt. And then, of course, what about the people that worked really hard, maybe worked three jobs and paid off their student loans? Peter Ducey did it. I mean, he got, um, God, I can't remember who it was. Because I am still, I am still wiped out. But it was somebody very prominent in the Biden White House, and Ducey says, you know, the people that paid their college debt off, they're going to get nothing. And I think it was maybe the Secretary of Education, but the person said, "Yes, that's right." So. Look, I know life's not fair, but how how is that fair? And of course, we long predicted it was no 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 genuflecting required, no standing ovation. You know, I, I'll make a moment of silent reflection to give you an opportunity to applaud. But we guaranteed you there was no way that payments were going to resume again because they didn't they didn't do their job right. If you're going to resume the payments, anytime you're going to make a major change in many, many millions of Americans' lives, you've got to be able to communicate effectively, and they're not able to communicate effectively. So I'm going to come back to that. Let me comment on yesterday because, as as I often tell you, and they are proprietary, but we have amazing Town Square Media analytics, and we set records yesterday let me start with the community first because uh, it was yeah it was a big day it was a big day for our program it was a big day for our station for town square media atlantic city all of our partners uh that, that really worked hard on making yesterday possible and of course let me focus on those who make it possible for the event to take place in the first place and that's the meet ac the premier sponsor uh, the great work that Michael Chait and the Greater Atlantic City Chamber of Commerce does, and everybody involved with it, David Schultz, air shows. It was a nothing short of spectacular day. The number of new people that downloaded the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 smartphone app was record setting. I'll tell you this much. 
and the number was big last year. We did more yesterday in seven hours in just that one metric than we did in the two and a half days run up to last year. It was incredible what was going on. And Chris Coleman was feeding me real time statistics and they just kept going up and up and up and up and up. And those listening on the stream, ah, it was record setting. It was just amazing. And the energy level was unreal. So we have a couple of stories up. We were very, very fortunate in real time while the Thunderbirds were still performing. I was able to break first that yesterday was record setting. Tom Notes News was taken straight from the article that I wrote. I'm the only one to have reported that. So there's no mistaking that. You can give us a media credit, Tom. We're, we're gonna, we love you, but we're gonna, we're not gonna unlove you if you give us a media credit. Uh, it's okay. Nobody gets hurt. The, um, it was so cool though. I mean, the Thunderbirds. The only downside to it was, I heard but missed. I mean, the Thunderbirds are my favorite part of the show, and I missed about half. I was there, show central, and I'd look up, but I was busy writing that thing because I wanted to be first and I wanted to put a nice uh, article up while the show was actually still going on. So I hit the publish button before the Thunderbirds finished that burst formation that they do when they all come screaming in and then they fly out in different directions and the exhaust, the incredible uh what, what optic and and the the plume of the smoke and the the formation and the the pattern that it creates in the sky oh just fantastic so 550,000 people and if you're wondering in it it is it is in our article that is an estimate by a collaboration of the fire chief police chief all kinds of experts from the air show, aerial observation. I mean, it's not it's not willy-nilly. I mean, they really do a great job. They look at the number of people inside the space itself. And keep in mind, that doesn't include the thousands of people that listened on the radio. That's just spectators. It was remarkable. The weather was glorious, and as usual, our show central accommodations, we were under this beautiful Petrosh tent. Ah, oh, it, was, it was fantastic. A lot of nice listeners would call out our name, and we were able to walk over and say hello to people, and it was, it was wonderful, just incredible. At every single level, from a community standpoint, from a Town Square media overall standpoint, from a WPG talk radio overall standpoint, from a Hurley in the morning program level. Uh, uh, my thanks to everybody from Michael Rubel to Joe Kelly, to Jennifer Dalton Smith, Chris Coleman. I mean, it was really an all hands on deck, great team effort and you're always dealing, you know, with the heat, the, the, the condi- whatever conditions are in effect, and, and obviously your equipment and everything. 
let me tell you something. We were very fortunate because we had some great equipment uh, working in our favor uh, because if you were relying on any bandwidth, if you think that some kind of hotspot or whatever bandwidth is in the in the area or or LTE, if you didn't have a dedicated Wi-Fi, you had no chance. No chance. When I was writing the article that I was writing in the 4 o'clock hour, I couldn't even think about going on. It, it looked like there was Wi-Fi. You look at your phone, you have all full Wi-Fi. Nothing. Nothing would happen. There was, And that is, it's not a negative. There were that many people in basically one place at one time. And it was unbelievable. So fortunately, I, 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 I turned the Wi-Fi off. I went to LTE and I had just enough, uh, whatever you want to call it, inertia, power, to, um, to write the piece on the word processing system. It, it, it did not like, I was calling, I wanted to put more photos and that was forget about it. So I was able to put embed two photos in the piece. And I initially, I initially filed it. And by the time I got home, I was able to uh, jazz it up a little bit more. But 550,000 people. It is the biggest event of the year, period. And this is an area that has many, many big events. We'll get the numbers in the coming days and we'll do a... Um, a recap with Michael Chait in the near future. I'm booked the rest of the week, but we'll do it soon. And I can't wait to hear the economic benefit. Obviously, it's going to be beyond 50 million, maybe in the 60, 70 million dollar range. So yesterday, by any standard of measure, just amazingly successful. All right, when we come back, oh, there's a lot to tell you. Uh, I told you Joe Biden was lying when he said he had no knowledge and he had nothing to do with the raid on President Trump. There are official government documents. They did it. The Biden White House did it. Remember, when I tell you that everything he says, not only is it a bald-faced lie, but the exact opposite is the truth. He didn't know anything about it. Wrong. He knew everything about it. They did it. They did it. And they just lie and lie and lie. And therefore, they are liars who lie about lying. 18 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. Fox News commentary. Well, he's done it. Biden is said to forgive $10,000 in student loan debt for some borrowers. You took out the loan, you pay back the loan. It's as simple as that. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been supporting America's heroes and their families since 9-11. U.S. Army Specialist Jason Wheeler is one such hero. He re-enlisted after 9-11, but training accident injuries left him unable to walk. 
Specialist Wheeler and his family received a mortgage-free smart home that's custom-designed for his needs. Help heroes like Jason and their families join Tunnel to Tower's mission to do good in their honor. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. $1,000 in loan forgiveness for those making less than $125,000 per year and up to $20,000 for Pell Grant recipients. The payment pause has also been extended through December. Joe might think this is a big win for him, but it's really a huge slap in the face to all of us who worked our butts off to pay our own loans. Or what about those who responsibly made the decision to attend a school they could actually afford? Or the over 70% of Americans who don't have a college degree? When are we getting our compensation? This is ludicrous and will only incentivize irresponsibility and unaffordability. The these overpriced colleges have no reason to drop their inflated rates, not when the government swoops in with these forgiveness deals funded by American taxpayers. Get the government out of the student loan game. There is no such thing as a free lunch, and we the people are tired of being stuck with the bill. I'm Tommy Laren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at Fox News Commentary. We're investing. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back 23 minutes past the hour. All right, so let me give you a little context, perhaps something you haven't heard anyone else say, possibly. Because I really did a deep dive on this whole Joe Biden thing, and I didn't really have to do much of my work on this yesterday because we've been telling you about this forever, that this day was coming. And that probably 10,000 would be the number. Uh, it's also 20,000 in some cases if you have a Pell Grant. So no surprises here. Nobody should be surprised at, at anything, that it's $10,000 uh, per person, that it is uh, extension of the pause for making payments until the end of the year. None of that. We, we said that as recently as Chuck Malamut's program, and it was just the day before yesterday. So, and that it would be this week. And we said as early as Wednesday, and, and it happened. But here's what you have to understand. And let's also throw into this souffle that just a few months ago, Nancy Pelosi said Joe Biden doesn't have the authority to do this. This has to be done by Congress. All these Democrats do is lie. It's like Barack Obama didn't have the authority to do health care. It had to be done by Congress, and then he did it. And then Trump tried to stop it, and the courts allowed the Obama executive order to stand like it's some kind of king that put a law that has to stay forever, when it's not a law at all. It's just an executive order. So what happened to Nancy Pelosi a couple of months ago saying that Joe Biden can't do this, it has to be done by Congress, and yesterday she's celebrating it. These people are crazy. How dumb do they think we are? Furthermore, the only power that Joe Biden has to do this is because of the Patriot Act in 2001. Isn't it crazy that that's what they're using for this? But the Patriot Act says it has to be an emergency to do something like this. Now, I know there are a lot of people hurting, but Joe Biden says this is the greatest economy in American history. And Corinne Jean-Pierre has said the same thing. So how do you get away with saying that the economy is the greatest it's ever been and at the same time, it's a catastrophe, it's an emergency, 
so we have to forgive. And they always lie about the amount. It's not $300 billion, which is huge. And it's going to be more because people are going to be applying for all kinds of things. They're going to be applying uh, to go after, uh, I was going to say Sally May, but that was a long time ago, Navient and other federal lenders. And Navient, all their loans got shifted to a new company. So, And there was actually, state of New Jersey won a settlement against Navient. People got about... I think like $260 each, maybe more in some cases. I don't know, but at least that because they said that they weren't properly informed that anytime they would go, you have three years worth of forbearance, but the interest that accumulates is skyrocketing. I mean, in some cases, like doubled your amount due, at least by a third, but in some cases doubled the amount that you owe. I think people are going to get these loans forgiven. If you work, and I don't think this is fair, if you work for government, you can get your, why are you get your loans forgiven? Why are they special? We're all out here working our tails off. It's, it's just, it's, I don't know how, what Joe Biden, I don't, I don't want to hurt anyone, but it's not, it's not fair for people that either paid their loans or didn't go to college at all to be paying the loans off for people who took them out and now don't have to pay them back because the taxpayers are going to do the bailout. But when Peter Ducey said, what you're saying is a person that went to school, took out loans and paid all their loans off, they're not going to get anything, right? And the person said, yes, that's right. Then you have Joe Biden. I'm not going to apologize ever for helping middle class Americans. What are you talking about? What is that? And then he he turned it on Trump because that's all he can do. He's so feeble and decrepit and and unpresent it's all he can do one note johnny yeah i don't think it's fair people got all the tax rich people billionaires that got all these tax breaks well what is that the hell does that have to do with the price of bicycle tires in delaware what the hell's going on here so somebody's going to challenge this but, I mean, they'll shop. They'll, who knows? They'll judge shop. It's so corrupt. They, they judge shopped, and they got some judge to release an unredacted memo that William Barr wrote, his justification for not prosecuting President Trump. And, by the way, fantastic, fantastic writing. That's all, you know, available. But Biden will hide everything that he wants to hide. Boy, I'll tell you what, I guess it's not if, it's when, when Trump gets back in there. Can you imagine the documents he's going to declassify? Do you know that these whistleblowers, and I'll tell you this right after the break, these whistleblowers that are coming out of the woodwork 
at the FBI, they have confirmed exactly what I knew was true. How incredibly corrupt the leadership at the FBI, the FBI, because of corrupt Democrat politicians. It shows you how Democrats can ruin everything. The FBI was the most respected law enforcement entity in the history of the world. Look what Democrats, a couple, really a handful, not many, but a handful of powerful Democrats, look what they've done. And I'll give you the latest example when we come back after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. Well, I've written two articles in the past 12 hours or so about the record-setting Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. And yes, one of them is even about a squirrel. Mm-mm-mm. Nicknamed Squirrely in the Morning. Mayor Charles Kane and his team are developing an academy for the performing arts. It's awesome. And Stockton University makes a... From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. One more day of sunshine and relatively low humidity. Actually, you'll probably see more and more clouds bubble up from the south this afternoon. But our weather stays completely dry during the day. Temperatures will be hot with a high of 89, cooler at the beaches. Chance of a sprinkle tonight, mostly cloudy, low 72. Tomorrow, partly sunny, breezy and hot, high of 90. Could be a few late-day thunderstorms around. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Big Tech early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. All right, as promised, uh, New York Post media credit. It's where I first learned about it last night. They broke this at 7.01 p.m., titled FBI Brass Warned Agents Off Hunter Biden Laptop Due to 2020 Election. So understand, they don't mind a raid on President Trump's home right before the midterm elections. And think about what was going on at the time. They're they're always trying to distract the American people. They're going to tell you how great everything is, but then they're going to forgive who knows, five, six hundred billion dollars worth of of school debt, school loans, because they say that we're in a dire situation. But then they'll say five seconds before or five seconds after that it's the greatest economy in the history of America. Uh, how can both be true? Either there's an emergency or there's not. Either it's the greatest economy in the history of America or it's not. And if it's the greatest economy in the history of America, then would you be forgiving hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars? So as usual, liars who lie about lying. According to, I believe it's Senator Ron Johnson, quote, Oh, and let's, I'm telling you, 
you got to keep him in your thoughts and prayers because he has been so good and so completely unafraid to tell the truth. He is in a dogfight for his seat. Pray for his success. It matters that much. The Democrats are going to spend whatever it takes to get rid of somebody like him that's like a dog on the bone and will not let go of their criminality and their corruption. Senator Ron Johnson said, and I quote, individuals with knowledge have told him that, quote, local FBI leadership had slow walked the laptop investigation after the computer was recovered from a Wilmington, Delaware repair shop in December of 2019. Now, you understand that that repair shop owner, he knew what was going on. They were not doing anything with the information that he had turned over to them because, of course, it would have ended the election. You, you, I think you will agree with this statement. I, I will confidently tell you that I agree with me, profoundly so, that I know for a fact that even in that zombie vote, all vote by mail election that took place, I know, I know for a fact that had the American people known then what they know now, There is no doubt in my mind whatsoever that President Trump would have been reelected, even in the pandemic, even with the vote by mail election, even with all the voter laws that got changed that all benefited Democrats. This would have been game ender. So what did they do? High level FBI people prevented career agents from doing their job. I quote Johnson further. FBI management told their employees, quote, you will not look at that Hunter Biden laptop, end quote, and promising the Bureau would not alter the 2020 election outcome. Now, how about that? They had the goods. They purposely did not do their job. And of course, we know everything that went on during Hillary Clinton's days. Senator Johnson said the new whistleblower claim should be enough to prompt the inspector general to take prompt action. What's his name? The inspector general. Is that? I don't know why I want to... Ah, man, I had it. I had it, and it escaped me. He has shown a capacity. Um, um, For me, the jury's out on him. God, I can't think of his name. Uh, But he has shown the capacity to dig into things. Uh, Horowitz is his name. Just came to me. Quote, while I understand your hesitation to investigate a matter that may be related to an ongoing investigation. It is clear to me based on numerous credit. Here's the problem. They're whitewashing this investigation. 
You can't do other things because of the investigation and the investigation isn't really real. I mean, this is this is it's so frustrating what they get away with. And then Trump, of course, gets hammered at every turn. On stuff no one's ever been bothered about. Quote, while I understand your hesitation to investigate a matter that may be related to an ongoing investigation, it is clear to me based on numerous credible whistleblower disclosures that the FBI cannot be trusted with handling of Hunter Biden's laptop, Senator Johnson wrote. Yeah, no kidding. And he says that Harwood should start, quote, by obtaining the history of the investigative actions taken by the FBI on Hunter Biden's laptop, which should be available on the FBI's case management system, Sentinel. Johnson's letter comes after highly credible whistleblowers have accused the FBI and Justice Department of burying dirt on President Biden's son by incorrectly dismissing the intelligence as disinformation. That's Senator Chuck Grassley. Ray was forced to admit earlier this month under grilling from Republican senators that the allegations of FBI bias in the Hunter Biden probe were, quote, deeply troubling. But even when he says the right thing, he doesn't do the right thing. He's got to go and he'll be gone, too. So make no mistake about it. Senator Testa yesterday called it the most important election since 1994. I think it's the most important election since the Civil War. We're going to talk about that tomorrow with Senator Testa and among a number of other important topics that we'll be covering. Today, we'll have open forum coming up in about 20 minutes. John Zarek at 8 and Joanne Daly, our real estate expert. Remax Platinum Properties of Ventnor. Joe will be with us in today's nine o'clock hour. We're going to jump away just for a little bit and we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me today at three, but now back to Hurley in the Morning right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM South Jersey's talk station. Thank you, Sean. It is exactly 10 minutes before the top of the hour in this portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to us in part by my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Back to school. Oh, it's uh, it's right around the corner. I can't believe it. I mean, look at your calendar. Where did, how did this happen? Where, where did the summer go? So if you haven't done this yet, my friends at Ambient Comfort want to give you $50 off any repair to your air conditioning system or your heating system. One catch, you have to do it before Labor Day. Make the plans before Labor Day. We've talked about all of it. The signs that your system may need repair. Are you comfortable or are you not? Do you suspect a problem or do you not? Don't wait. Call Ambient Comfort before a minor problem becomes a major one. This much I can tell you. I'm no no expert, but I hang around the experts for a lot of years. 
something that's going on isn't going to get better. If it's holding on by a thread, one day it's just not going to be working. That's the way it goes. I'm I'm nursing something right now that I'm trying to get through the summer. It's not it's not our major systems or anything, but and I, I say this to Margie every day that we might not get through the summer. Uh, if I can get through the summer, then we're just going to reorder uh, this this um, motor for something uh, for next summer. But it's 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 a thing that we start up every day, and it's not it runs beautifully, but it's not starting. <laughs> efficiently or effectively and i don't know if we're going to get through the summer it's 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 we're rolling the dice on it it's not it's not life and death or anything but I'm trying to get through the summer but don't let that be the case here when you're talking about your air conditioning system your heating system uh give them a call 856-213-6586 you can also do the same on the web at ambientcomfortnj.com. That's ambientcomfortnj.com. And tell them that early in the morning sent you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from the Truth is Stranger Than Fiction department of the Hurley in the Morning program, this is what radical on steroids times infinity looks like. California is poised to ban all gasoline cars by 2035. Now, I remind you, it's almost 2023. I think you'll agree with me on that. September, October, November, December. I mean, we're almost a few days away from being eight-twelfths through 2022. So it's almost 2023. So you're basically telling me, California and all my friends, that in 12 years, there'll be no gasoline cars. This is how polluted, diseased these freaks are. You are freaks. Don't get upset with me for name-calling. You are what you are. This is funny, isn't it? California Air Resources Board. Acronym CARB. Okay? You can't make this stuff up. This jackass, Daniel Sperling, who's on this board said that he's 99.9% confident that this will be adopted this week. Now, they will celebrate, and the Democrats, Socialist, Communist media, they will celebrate this as some enormous accomplishment. They'll clap for each other. They'll have tears of joy. They'll go bananas about this. Now, I want to also tell you, They want to ban all cars, all gasoline cars by 2035. But get ready for this. They want to decrease by more than a third by the year 2026. Remember, it's almost 2023, three years. Decrease by a third. Then decrease by over two thirds by the year 2030. And that's only about seven years from now. Now, you know how I do these things. I make long-term predictions, and God has blessed us to be able to be around to revisit these things. 
I guarantee you. I don't care what they pass. They'll pass it. But that's just words. It will be impossible by the year 2035 to completely eliminate the combustion engine. It's not possible. You can't do it. You just can't do it. If they wanted to set goals and then if you hit like half of it or three quarters of it or whatever, you know, you could be very happy with yourself. But you can't set zero emission lock type legislation that will forbid a gasoline car. Now, I don't know what that would mean. Will you be able to drive if you come in from like somewhere else? Will you be able to drive into California and will they have gas stations? I mean, it's just, they're just insane. They have 40 million consumers, so it makes them the biggest market in the country. Quote, this is monumental, Sperling told CNN. This is the most important thing that CARB has done in the last 30 years. It's not, it's important not just for California, but it's important for the country and the world. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) The European Union wants to end the sale of new petro and diesel cars by 2035. So it would... It would marry those insane radicals. Alan the Dersh Dershowitz. I think I, I nicknamed him the Dersh. That doesn't really exist, but in my mind it does. The Dersh said the full bar memo release may become precedent. So Joe Biden, be careful what you wish for, because when you do this kind of thing, a a perfectly acceptable redacted version of this memo from Barr has long been in public consumption. The Trump jackals pushed and pushed and pushed and they want to get the whole thing released and yippee, yippee, I, okay, they found Democrats in robes willing to do it. So they released the whole thing. And now I guess we're supposed to be just aghast that Trump wasn't criminally prosecuted, but we're supposed to agree that no reasonable prosecutor would prosecute Hillary Clinton. And these, my friends, are the rules. If you know the rules, you can understand in the game. And nobody said life's fair and this none of this stuff is by the way, I, I, I tell you, I don't have a soft spot for this guy, but the um, the chief of the Uvalde um, school district, the, the police chief, was fired. Look, he didn't distinguish himself, but he wasn't in control of the, um, the incident. What, what about the people that actually made the call? This guy wasn't the, 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 the law enforcement entity that that did these things and didn't do what they should have done. So I'm not I'm, I'm not going to 
go into great length because it, it was terrible how law enforcement just lingered around for 73 minutes while kids were being killed. But this guy, police chief Pete Arandondo, he has a very good point. He was not in charge that day. How do you fire? You know, they, they, you always need a scapegoat. But how do you fire the guy that wasn't in charge? You got you to gotta fire the people who did this. Again, he wasn't great, but there are others. Open Forum begins now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Just about seven minutes past the hour. This entire hour is wide open forum. I hope you will check in. We carved it out especially for you. 609-407-1450. Phone lines are open. Quick programming note outside of Town Square Media, outside of WPG Talk Radio 95.5, outside of Hurley in the Morning. I will be guest hosting the Guy Benson Show tomorrow from 3 to 6 p.m. That's Fox News Radio Uh, The nationally syndicated Guy Benson show. We're guest hosting tomorrow from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And on Monday from 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. And they want me to do Tuesday. I have an issue that I'm trying to uh, work through. uh, And if I can, I'll do Tuesday as well. But as of right now, I, I committed that I can do tomorrow and Monday. And obviously, it's always the case. And so I'm just convinced There are just so many consequential things hanging in the balance all the time anymore that it doesn't matter when we get the call. There's always something huge going on. So you can imagine doing the program tomorrow and on Monday, there are so many things that have just happened in the past 24 hours or so. So we will be on it and uh, hope you'll uh, tune in if you get a chance. And anytime we do that, yes, I do realize we're going up against Sean Hannity. I do, I do know that. Tom P. is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I feel safer. I feel safer for having said that. Tom, I was thinking about you when that squirrel was about arm's reach from me at the air show. We've written about it. Tom might have had other intentions for that squirrel. I, I, I won't say what they may have been, but he hosts a show called Rack and Finn Radio. By the way, speaking about Rack... Uh, I came down Burton Avenue today and it was a menagerie. I, I have been actually wondering where have all the deer been? Oh, see the deer. Has the deer a little dough? Yeah, two bucks. I saw at least eight or ten deer this morning. Up and down. And I actually, there were there was this one point where there were three of them just staring at me. So I rolled down the window. I stopped. I took a picture. Then this one ran by as I was taking the picture, and he, he's in it too. They were all over the place today. Hadn't seen many over the past month or so. Whew. Made up for it today. 
But let's go to your calls. 609-407-1450, where we have an open phone line. Now, it is not a manic Thursday. It's not a manic Monday. But it is, ladies and gentlemen, Peter Manic. Good morning, Peter. Good morning, Harry. How you doing? I'm doing well. Even better now. You know something? Uh, yes, it's a make-believe movie. <laughs> Red Dawn. But I was just, I was watching it the other day, and something just clicked. Remember when the Air Force pilot was describing on how uh, one of the kids says, how did it all start? And then he says, ah, most likely too big kid on the block. They forgot how it was. And he says, how do they get, he says, oh, through uh, uh, Cuban and Nicaraguan troops disguised as illegal aliens coming through the border. And I'm just thinking, yes, it's make-believe, but it's almost like, boy, somebody really thought this one up so true. It's a... um, What do you think? Well, here's what I think. If I remember correctly, the movie's about a decade old. I can't remember many of the people. um, Chris Hemsworth is in it. I remember him. Uh, he's doing a lot of work right now with the Marvel pictures, I think. I don't remember a lot of the other people in the movie, but it's centered on a bunch of young people who were defending their hometown from a North Korean invasion. Something like that, correct? No, that was that was the remake. The original was with Patrick Swayze, Sue Thompson, uh, Powers Booth. He played the Air Force. Oh, well, I saw that one as well. That was an excellent one. Yeah. Yeah. But the thing is, when, when one of the kids said, how did they go? And he, he says, he goes, uh, Cuban and Nicaraguan troops disguising themselves as uh, illegal aliens are coming through the border. And I'm just thinking, yes, it's only make-believe. I, I thought to myself, son of a gun. This is actually coming true as far as... You know, you know the uh, leaky leaky border. You uh, know, yeah, isn't that ironic? Well, and, and sometimes and you, we say truth is stranger than fiction. Uh, in this case, that really, if you if you looked it up and said, "Is Red Dawn real?" It it probably is. And I want you to know, I always respect my elders. <laughs> by three months. By three uh, months. Thank you. You're very kind, and you uh, you're very All respectful. Right. And as your seasoned elder, uh, I I appreciate your kind thoughts there. Thank you. And let me tell you, next month I turn another year on the fifteenth. Wow, it's going fast. Where, where does the time go? Uh, faster and faster. Day, okay? See you, Peter. You know it. You too. It's going faster and faster. That's where it's going. Uh, join Open Forum right now. We have some open phone lines. 609-407-1450. 13 minutes past the hour. Sean Hannity is up, and we will be back. Don't go away. It's early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, which you have made. You went and did it, and we thank you for it. You've made WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, again. 
Turn up your radio. I will. Here's the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. Obama's economic advisor says in the middle of inflation, they're spending $300 billion more taxpayer dollars. To put it in perspective, our entire defense budget is $777 billion. So Biden wants to spend the equivalent of 38% of our defense budget. And what we really ought to do is, is we got to rename this. It really should be called the National Bribery and Buying Vote Act of 2022. Because this is in the hopes, oh, all these young people that are not too energized by Joe Biden or the Democratic Party, they're going to get their loan forgiveness. And gee, I like this party. They're going to give me somebody else's money. Well, somebody's going to pay the bill. Check out the Sean Hannity Radio Show later today, right here. All right, we all know ammo is expensive and in short supply. Did you know you can train without ammunition at your house using Mantis X? The Mantis X firearms training system is a no-ammo, all-electronic way to practice and improve your shooting accuracy. Now, it simply attaches to your own firearm like a weapons light and use it at home or at the range. The Mantis X gives you data-driven, real-time feedback on your technique and guides you through drills and courses. 94% of shooters improve within 20 minutes of using Mantis X. It's military-grade technology at an affordable price. Now, the Mantis X has improved my shooting dramatically and is a must-have for every gun owner. If you believe in your Second Amendment rights, you must also act on your Second Amendment responsibility to be confident and competent in your shooting ability. Now, start improving your shooting accuracy today. Get your Mantis X now when you go to MantisX.com. That's one word, Mantis X for investing. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. All true. Thank you for waking up early in the morning. Our next caller is a mere moment away. And it would have been just like immediate, but I have to comment on this. Just before coming back on air, I mean, 20 seconds maybe, if that, before coming back from the break, I get a um, notification sent to me. I get all these things. And the headline reads, Congressman's wife dies after taking herbal remedy marketed for weight loss and diabetes. Now, you know, I I don't ever tell anybody what to do. I, I report, you decide. But I am leery of all this stuff. All this stuff that they say, drug free and all of this. And I'm telling you, you have to be so careful. I don't know. I'm going to tell you just a little bit about this. I don't know all the circumstances, but here's what I do know. And this is from 31 years of doing interviews. And if I counted them all, it would be, I I don't even know, many hundreds, if not more than that, of hours. If you think about just the regular interviews that we do, it's probably thousands of hours of interviews with doctors. It's got to be. And... So I've learned a lot. I listen. I listen and I learn. This particular woman took white mulberry leaf. The coroner's report says that she died as a result from dehydration, which came about because of gastroenteritis caused by white 
mulberry leaf. Now, how sad is that? And I'm I'm looking at at this woman. She did, doesn't even look like she would need. Uh, and if you remember, McClintock uh, was also the candidate for governor of California. I remember him. I mean, these are middle-aged people. Let's see if I can see how old she was. Let's see. It's talking about her ingesting a plant, generally considered safe herbal remedy for a variety of different things, diabetes, obesity, high cholesterol. Let's see if we can see how old Lori McClintock was. That's usually early. Uh, this is an NBC article, and uh, I've never seen when someone dies, unless it's the austere uh, religious uh, scholar. I mean, I've never seen where they don't very early in the article tell you how old the person was. Well, she doesn't look old. I'll tell you that. Um, if I had to guess, I'm going to guess. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to guess 55. And I might be high. Husband looks young too. But how sad is that? And I'm telling you, you have to be very, very careful with all of this stuff. I I don't put any of this stuff in me. None of it. You don't know how it's going to react with other things. That that there there are natural remedies that are fantastic. But you need to let your doctor know because you may be taking something and that could be a, a deadly combination and you don't even know it or make you very, very sick. You don't want either. 609-407-1415, open phone line. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Harry, are you going to tell me that you don't take Relief Factor? I do not take Relief Factor, but I've been known to imitate a certain person who does. <laughs> How about balance of nature or relaxium sleep? Do you take uh, I like Huckabee, but I do not take relaxium sleep, thank goodness. Uh, and I don't trust that. It's not the product. I just don't trust anything that takes control of you like that. I, I don't want anything to do with. I'll, I'll just get to sleep, you know, at some point. Fine. Thank you. And the other one, though, I'm very intrigued by because I think a lot of people don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. And if it's only fruits and vegetables, that one seems like uh, it could probably do some good. Yeah, well, if you if you ate the amount of recommended fruits and vegetables every day, um, I, I, I don't want to get like too graphic here, but you, you just wouldn't be able to leave your house if you get my drift. Yeah, you'd, you'd be uh, depending on the porcelain goddess uh, and... And also, probably your skin would turn orange. <laughs> the porcelain goddess, that's great. Thank you. Okay, so let's let's get into this. So yet yesterday, when Joe Biden was called out for using our taxpayer dollars to pay off the student loans of deadbeats, huh. this is how he responded. I'm reading this direct quote. I will never apologize for helping working Americans and middle class especially not to the same folks who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that many that mainly benefited the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations. 
So, in other words, this is the Trump tax cut that he's uh, alluding to. So, Harry, what Joe Biden basically said yesterday is that this is his way of getting back at the people who didn't vote for him, his opposition, the Trump supporters. He's taking their money and he's now giving it to his supporters by paying off their college loans. This is punitive. This is something Barack Hussein Obama would do. And if you don't believe me, here's a quote from Barack Hussein Obama. I know you'll remember this. Quote, we're going to punish our enemies and we're going to reward our friends who stand with us on issues that are important to us. Remember that quote, Harry? I do. Okay, so Joe Biden, with with a big smile yesterday, he's basically telling you, You didn't vote for me? Then screw you. I'm taking your money, and I'm going to give it to the people who did vote for me. Well, listen, uh, some people might not like what Andy's saying, but uh, a lot of Trump voters, no question about it, did not go to college. And they're going to be paying for this. Uh, There is absolute defendable truth in what you're saying. Yeah. Well, and he, and, he, and he alludes to this, this Trump tax cut that, that he claims benefited the wealthy. Well, the piece of the people who voted to reelect Donald Trump in 2020 obviously wanted this tax cut, approved of it, one of the reasons they voted for Trump. So he's saying, I'm going to, now it's my turn. I'm going to punish you. This, this is a punitive thing. And, and this reminds me of reparations, Harry. It's so similar. People who don't owe a debt are going to pay people who aren't owed. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's a fair analogy. And it's totally unjust to, to have other people pay for something that they want to go back, you know, hundreds of years. It's, it's just not it's not acceptable. And I guess it's going to happen someday if these Democrats continue to let illegals into the country five million just in the past 18, 20 months. Uh, so at some point, you know, it, it, we're on course for them to, uh, to prevail. I heard an audio, uh, cut from red eye radio this morning. This was a lower level person that had won an office and she was just yelling and screaming about how socialism won and, and celebrating it. I mean, it was, it was, it was just absolutely chilling. They're nuts. These people absolutely nuts, but, but they bear watching because they, they are on the move. There's, there's no question about it let me turn this um into a question for you and we have two minutes before the break so you have plenty of time to to formulate a response do you think biden's executive action because it will surely be challenged i don't know who's going to do it somebody's going to challenge it do you believe that this will be upheld uh when it is reviewed by the courts him, him giving this money and paying off these student loans? Correct. Do I think it will be upheld by the courts? Well, I, 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 I'm going to say no. I, I'm in agreement with you. Now, I, I do leave open, and I said this in my earlier monologue, which you may have missed. I said they're capable of, of terrific judge shopping, and they could find a judge. And even, you know, these other courts that are just below the Supreme Court that uh, when they shop there, they could do well. But ultimately, I see this going to the Supreme Court. 
So it's going to be one of those things. It's going to be in effect unless somebody gets uh, some type of stay where it can't be done. Uh, and then ultimately, I do believe the Supreme Court will say you, you can't you don't have the authority to do this. Just a couple of months ago, Andy, Nancy Pelosi directly said President Biden doesn't have the authority to do this. This has to be done by Congress. And I'll give you an example. You're very good at this. Barack Obama said he did not have the authority to do certain things in health care that it required legislation. He went and did it anyhow. He said he didn't have the authority to do the uh, Iran deal. It needed congressional authority. He went and they did it anyhow. Now, as you know, Biden is trying to um, put us back into that into that mess all over again. And no matter what they what they are told in terms of how bad this is for America, they're absolutely committed to doing it. So these people are all over the place. They they will themselves tell you. Joe Biden even said in the not too distant past that he didn't know if he had the authority to do any of this. Liars who lie about lying. Harry, remember they also said they 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 didn't have the authority to to uh, 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 mandate vaccines. <laughs> that is true, and they went and did that. Andy, I've got to go. I went one minute longer than I should have. It's 31 minutes past the hour. When we come back, please don't go away. You will be next, and you will be right after that. We're just going away for a little bit. It's the Hurley in the Morning program. Open Forum continues right after this. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I've written two articles since the air show. I think they're both readable. Check them out on the app or on the website. Mayor Charles Kane and company, they're developing an academy for the performing arts at the old Duberson School. I think it's amazing. I think it's going to be fabulous. And Stockton University has made a big move on the Money Magazine list. Check it out. We've got the story. From the Townsquare, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. Completely dry today, but thunderstorm chances will ramp up a bit for tomorrow and Saturday. It's going to be a hot one, high of 89, cooler at the beaches. Sunshine this morning, then increasing clouds this afternoon. Chance of a sprinkle tonight. That's it, mostly cloudy. Sticky, low 72. Tomorrow's high 90, partly sunny and breezy, with a chance of a late-day thunderstorm, maybe even a localized downpour. I get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This may be the most succinct, perfect way to describe what President Biden did yesterday. And it comes from, he's, he's kind of like a Paul Harvey of this age. Uh, Joe Giraldo writes usually several quotes. They're his. They're not. He doesn't grab them from other people. These are things that he comes up with, and they're pithy and they're smart. Joe wrote me right during the break. Just to be clear, there is no plan to eliminate student debt. There is a plan to transfer that debt to those that don't owe it. You will hear people speak for hours and hours and hours, and they will go on and on and repeat themselves and and whatever. And you won't hear it said any better than that. 
whatever that is, maybe um, uh, 20 words, whatever it is. I didn't count them. Uh, that's, that's it in a nutshell. They're talking about eliminating student debt. No, they're not. They're talking about transferring the debt to people that don't owe the debt. And that is unacceptable. Look, it's, it's very tempting, you know, and, and if you owe student loans, it's, you know, you're like rooting for it because you don't have to pay it. But what about all the people that did pay their student loans and really sacrificed for years and years and years and years to pay their loans? And then it, other people just get it for nothing? And don't, it's not just this 10000 apiece and 20000 if you have a Pell Grant. This is, they have all these areas where you can get hundreds of thousands of dollars just wiped away. If you went to a certain school, if you say, hey, they put me in forbearance and my, my payment's doubled now, my, my loan amount is doubled, they didn't tell me about how this interest was going to uh, clobber me. This is uh, this is not over. I mean, I, I just somewhere inside me, I have to believe that there is a decider somewhere that's an adult that says, hey, wait a minute now. This this is not constitutional. This is not fair. You can't do this to people that didn't rack up this this debt. Yeah, the, you you took the money out. That's like if you took out some kind of second loan, second mortgage. Joe takes out a second mortgage and Harry has to pay it. I don't think so. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Good morning, Harry. Good morning. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm hopping mad about this. I sacrificed. I paid my loans back. I want my cut. And I don't want to pay for people that, you know, haven't even tried to pay. I understand, you know... They talk about, oh, the pandemic, blah, blah, blah. I heard the, the education secretary talk about that. Um, but I'm mad. Well, what does the pandemic have to do with forgiving student debt forever? What, what is, well, I mean, the pandemic is over now. What, and then, that doesn't make any sense. And, of course, when Cardona was asked, hey, uh, if you took out student loans and paid them off, you, you're not getting anything. He said, yeah, that's right. I mean, they're, they're deciding, they're picking winners and losers, and it's just not fair the way, the way they, they work. It's, it's, look, elections have consequences. Biden, of course, has a different philosophy of governance than Trump would have. Biden says, hey, what about all these tax cuts to billionaires? You know, that's not fair to the middle income and lower income people. He's trying to flip it on on that type of governance. But look, any breaks you give to the people who create jobs, that's a net. You can you can defend that because they're creating good paying jobs. And during uh, the Trump years, people had very nice increases. Now we're looking at inflation outpacing whatever increase you possibly could get. And oh, by the way, if you didn't pay for your student loans, no worries. It's all going to be wiped out. And we're going to make people that didn't take out the loans pay for it. That does not compute. That's not right. And I believe that our gentle lady caller is traversing uh, in a car. I can sort of hear the, the, the white noise in my headset. And we dropped you. 
we, we, we can no longer hear you. So check back in if you would like. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. And now the rest of the story. Quote the great Paul Harvey. And I would like to let you know, elderly time, radio. People got made now talk. They can text everything. And they still not happy. But then in the 60s, and even in the 50s, he didn't have no people talking on the radio. It was just the host. So what are we doing with all this power and knowledge we have? Where are we now? And just another quote where I spent two years, uh, Harry, Frankfurt, Germany. And when Hitler was coming to power, and when he got into power, many people won. He's just not going to go after Jewish people. He's going to go after everybody. And that's what he did, his own people, everyone, and enslaved them. So I want to say now this malicious rise in uh, public etiquette corruption. <laughs> we now are facing what we have, the billionaires. Now, there are some people there hiding that causing this problem. Uh, there, uh, the guy Buffett, one Buffett out there, he's the one behind stopping that pipeline because he's got this coal he's selling in the railroad. And he's going to keep it going all the time, controlled Democrats. And now you have your Musk, Elon Musk. He's behind this electric cars, and he's going to destroy us in this country. Where are all these um, um, these um, electrical uh, roofing going to go? They're never going to deteriorate. Then we're going to have to pay to get rid of them and bury them. The same as now they're charging poor people a line service. Hey, Willie, I, I, I'm serious about this. I'm not cutting you short. I've got to go. I've got to get this break in. This is probably the most conservative call that you and I have been speaking on air for more than 30 years. This, I believe, is the most conservative call that you've ever made. Clear, coherent, on point, I understood every word you said, and we should just stop this call because this agreement at some point can't continue, can it, Willie? I, I'm, I'm, I'm in nirvana right now. Uh, so call me again, but I've got to go for now. But I, I don't know the last time I've said this because we get along very well because we demonstrate that you can agree to disagree without being disagreeable a lot together. But I agree with everything that you said. I mean, it's it's spot on. Keep up the good work, Willie. Until we meet again, I've got to go for now. When we come back, just a few minutes, you'll be next. And you'll be right after that. Please don't go away. It's 44, heading towards 45 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program on South Jersey's number one because of you. WPG Talk Radio. 95.5, the station that plays the winners and the station that you've made, the number one news talk radio station in all of South Jersey, all because of you. We know it and we thank you. Summertime at the Jersey Shore. The glitz and glamour of Atlantic City's casinos. Jersey's best pizza on the Ocean City Boardwalk. Great rides in Wildwood and miles and miles of bumper-to-bumper traffic.
WPG Talk Radio 95.5 wants to keep you moving with expanded summertime traffic updates Friday afternoon through your ride back Sunday evening. WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 49 minutes past the hour. Wide Open Forum continues. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Hello. It sounds like another driver. I uh, I hear the, the driving sounds. We can't hear you. That's a problem. Welcome to Hurley in the Morning. You're on the air. Yes, good morning. Stepping outside of the executive branch and enacting laws could belong to the legislative branch. Nothing but your regular. But that crowd never minds uh, bringing up the Constitution when it benefits them, but they step all over it nonetheless. Now, he never worked a day in his life except for being a politician. He owned six homes. He didn't buy. He didn't get that on the, the politician's salary. And yet there's, there's people that made it as millionaires and even billionaires that woke up at 6 o'clock in the morning and went to sleep at midnight. So he wants to take away their benefits by uh, reversing the uh, tax credits. Okay, so, but here's a guy that never really worked. Now, here's the thing. that uh, Anybody that worked in their life knows you never give up a job unless you have a job to replace it. But, of course, politicians don't realize that. So they want to switch over to the Green New Deal. But there's actually car dealerships. Uh, they have a, um, I don't know if it's a federation. It's a, it's a conglomeration of uh, dealerships that have actually complained to Gavin Newsom about switching over to electric cars and phasing out the, the affordable cars. And now they're going to stop production of uh, uh, inter, uh, internal combustible engines and that. So if you think we're going to have power outages now, wait till you have electric cars. But it fell on deaf ears. He's saying you can go ahead and buy used cars. Uh, but, I mean, you can't buy a new car? Yeah, uh, it's ridiculous, are, man. Aren't they amazing? Oh, no, yeah, you, you can't get a new car anymore because they tell you it's okay. You can get a used car. They want to engineer and just control every aspect of our lives. That's the game. They want control. Yeah, Absolutely. Now, here's the thing. People say that Gavin Newsom is no match for Donald Trump, but he's a perfect, useful idiot, and so is uh, uh, Murphy. So uh, we have those two as, uh, to, up, to go up against. We better have something good, like a, a Trump DeSantis ticket. That's what I got to say. Thanks. All right, Flash. Thank you. 609-407-1415. Open phone line. Welcome to the program. You're on the air. Yes, Harry. Thanks for taking my call. I appreciate it, and I enjoy your program very much. Thank you. I uh, I want to ring in on this uh, tax tax redistribution uh, program. You know, it's all over the place, right? And we always say, I'm not my brother's keeper. But we should really just be paying for police, fire, public works at the local and state level, infrastructure, army at the federal level. You know, this is really a redistribution of wealth. It's yes. right in our face. And, and do you agree with me? It's It's all about control. They want to control and they want to keep everything. I knew it was going to happen when we had the pandemic emergency. This got them intoxicated, drunk with power, and now everything's an emergency. Do you realize the reason this is being done is be, is because it's being called uh, an economic emergency? Now, meanwhile, they simultaneously say it's the greatest economy in the history of the country. So which is it? Is it an economic catastrophe that you've created which is giving you, you believe, the authority because who would ever believe that the 2001 Patriot Act would be the justification for why you can indebt other people. You can transfer other people's debt that they signed willingly 
to honor. And now they'll just pay it off. And then other people who didn't take out that debt will pay for it. This is all about control. I couldn't agree with you more. And it's all over the place, Harry. This is this is just the just right in our face now. This is like you can't even hide it be, behind any type of logical thing like, well, we're going to give a tax credit to a business because they're going to create jobs. You can't even hide this now. Now it's just about, well, everybody should have everything for free. Well, what about the guy that buys a Ford pickup truck to finance his construction business? How come he doesn't get a tax break yeah. for doing that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right? And how, and how about the big companies that get tax breaks when they when they um build solar panels uh in the country right well i don't get any stock dividend from those from those companies i don't get any payback from the government giving them a tax credit you know i believe firmly in free market enterprise so if somebody has a business um or or they need to finance their college education and they're going to get a benefit a direct benefit from it why do I need to finance it through my taxes? Harry, I just sold the property in Egg Harbor Township, and not only do I have to pay the, the 15% federal tax, tax capital gain tax on it, now I have to pay a transfer tax on it in the state of New Jersey, and if my income is high, I'm going to pay another uh, 6 10 maybe 15% on top of that in 2022 when my state taxes have to be done. Isn't that fair? And also, and I'm kidding, of course, and also say you sold a property because you wanted to leave because you felt that things were not you know, going uh, in the right direction and that the philosophy of governance was not compatible with you anymore and you decide to leave. States like New Jersey and California and all the liberal states, they want to whack you on the way out the door as well for leaving. Harry, how do we... Harry, the prop. I'm so I'm so charged up this morning. I guess you hear it in my voice. <laughs> I do because tax, ta- Harry. These taxes are insidious. It is an existential threat to our population because it is dividing the population. We're turning the population into a give me state. It's the haves and the have-nots. People who 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 don't want to better themselves or save their money. They, they just go out and, and have all of this hedonistic fun and everybody else who's doing all the right things, whether you're a trash man or an engineer, if you save your money and you don't go crazy uh, spending it, you can do well in this yeah. country. Let me, let me say one last thing to you that I also think you're going to agree with. They divide us by design. This is not just a result of what they do. It is the reason that they do it. For example... If you're protesting and doing things that benefit the Democrats, they'll say fiery but peaceful protesters. You can viciously assault police officers and citizens, push people downstairs, escalators in front of uh, moving trains, knock people out that aren't even looking uh, in the streets of New York, you name it. And you're out on the street within minutes, if not hours. Uh, but then again, if you're protesting and it's something that they don't agree with, they'll throw you in jail for the last two years and take away every constitutional right that you have. This is the country we now live in. I couldn't agree with you more. It's it's very uh, disappointing. It's it's very scary, quite honestly. You're almost afraid. I, I don't know how you speak out because it, you, they could target you in a heartbeat of a second, and I'm sure they have. 
And you, you're like walking this fine line constantly. And thank God that we have people like you with the radio program that allows us to voice our opinion. Hopefully my telephone number doesn't pop up. It, it actually doesn't. We don't do that. It just says wireless caller. Uh, so we don't, we don't ask other programs do. They want to know your name. They want to know the phone number you're calling from. They want your last four digits of your social security number. We don't do any of that. And look, I know this for a fact uh, because they've been trying to do it for my entire career. Uh, if the Democrats could get away with it, they would fully throttle the fairness doctrine. They would do everything they could to put talk radio out of business. They tried to buy it with Air America. It failed spectacularly because it sucks and they can't monetize it. It's it's not nobody wants it. So they have to force it uh, in order for it to exist. They can't exist in the free market. So I appreciate the comments you've made. You got to call me again. The uh, gentle lady, I think she's back, that we lost her. It wasn't on our end. Uh, you know, when you're traveling, I, I could tell a car was moving. When you're traveling, uh, sometimes you just lose the signal. So the caller that was speaking about the uh, President Biden executive order to pay off the student loans. Of course, Joe Girallo has it right, though, because it's not it's not what they say it is. It's actually giving that, transferring that debt to people who didn't take out the loans. I think it's you. You're back. Hi, Harry. Sorry about that. No, it's all right. I had a dead job. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, the other thing about this is I don't, I don't know about other people, but there's nothing worse than when people think you're stupid. And this <laughs> is what this administration does, and it eats me alive to hear their lies and like like i'm just supposed to like we're all supposed to just sit and take it and you know let's call it what it is you're trying to buy both what four months three months before the, the you know the election we're not stupid and that's what drives me crazy um it, it's infuriating and like like i said i paid my loans back I feel bad for the people that chose not to go to college and take that debt, and now they're expected to, to you know, shoulder the burden of these loans. It's um, disingenuous. How yeah, you look at it. There's more people that will be opposed to this than will be in favor of it. I know that to be true. Either you took out loans and paid for them, or you didn't take out loans at all, and you're being asked to pay for them. This is only the people that took them out and won't have to pay for it. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. We've talked from Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. Six minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. It's Thursday morning, and I've lost track of the week. When you do what we did yesterday, which was so epic, iconic, it was amazing, and record-setting, check out our uh, reporting on the WPG Talk Radio app or on the WPGTalkRadio.com website. Uh, some great stuff. 
including a squirrel that we that we ran into in the six o'clock hour. Uh, read all about it. But yesterday was epic. It was truly amazing. So I, I, today doesn't feel like Thursday to me. I don't know what day it feels like, but it doesn't feel like Thursday. But I know it is because John Zarek is here and the law offices of John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense legal matters for the Hurley in the Morning program and the law offices of John Zarek. Thursday mornings in the 8 o'clock hour presents Smart Law with John Zarek. The goal at the law offices of John Zarek sounds simple but very profound to provide you and yours with the very best legal defense. John, first, welcome. Second, thank you for your support yesterday at the 19th annual Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show. John, welcome to your show. Oh, total pleasure, Harry. Really, really enjoyed being there. Um, really an exciting day. <clears throat> I can only I can only say for uh, people that missed it, don't, do, don't miss it next year. Uh, really fantastic day, beautiful weather, uh, an opportunity to really celebrate uh, the U.S. military. I mean, uh, I know there were some civilian uh, flyers there also, but primarily it was an opportunity to appreciate the people that protect us. And uh, I assure you there are places in the world that wish they had that military and wish they had that protection, wish they had that peace. We tend to take it for granted, uh, not tend to take it for granted. I think we do take it for yeah. granted that, you know, we've, we've always been safe. Military is always there uh, around the world fighting the bad guys other places so that we don't have to have them fighting here and it's really it was it was a good day a very good day it it certainly was and i i come bearing good news for you because you just never know that you know the court of public opinion you never know how the american people especially as time goes on what the american people are capable of being very enthusiastically supportive of a few months later it can be hey enough already uh you know i don't want any of it. i don't want to be involved with any of this anymore but uh, a full one half year of the war in ukraine a majority it's slim john but a majority of americans 53 percent support the continuation of the aid and as you know three billion dollar package uh was just announced uh i guess in the last 24 to 48 hours uh, that it will, and I, it was announced that they're going to announce, but it's going to happen. I think either yesterday they announced it or today they will announce it, $3 billion. And uh, as of this week, a majority of the American people are still on board to uh, to support Ukraine. I think that's pretty encouraging, John. Your thoughts? Yeah, since we're fighting World War Three right now, yeah. that's, that's essentially what's going on. Uh, they they should support it. Uh, I don't understand at at all, and I can't. I can't. I struggle to understand. I don't understand at all how some people and some famous people are kind of anti-Ukraine. That they think that um, they're not the good guys or something. I mean, they absolutely are the good guys. They're they're totally committed to freedom 
I mean, one hundred percent freedom. I mean, you, did, you and and they completely support the United States. I mean, completely support the United States and NATO, um, and they did before the war, and they do now. I mean, if you if you mention, um, you know, we were my brother and I were there, and and I'll I'll tell you the the people coming across the border are badly traumatized they're very um they they're carrying their their life in a in a suitcase or mm. two um traveling for days uh, crammed on the trains um or in vehicles that you know doing a uh doing a um four-hour trip that might take 24 hours you know kids uh, women and children primarily because the men from 18 to 65 are are in the military they can't leave and those people were so they're so traumatized I, I mean imagine what it's like if your neighborhood were just repeatedly shelled by an enemy that that was out to destroy everything civilian and I'm not talking about military targets they would just you know, pick Absecan, say, and then just start pounding away with uh, rockets and artillery from long distance, of course. Uh, they can't get, the, the Russians can't get anything going on the ground at all because the Ukrainians are so brave and so committed that they, they just trash them any place where they try to get an offensive going on the ground. So they, they lay back instead their consolation is they lay back and destroy, you know, say they'll, they'll pick one town, one section of the city and just completely level it with artillery. Um, and so say they did that in Absecon and, and destroyed every house in Absecon, every facility, every public building, and just, that's what you lived on and and your your refuge would be to go into uh, a subway if if there were one there uh, or into basements and barricade yourself in as best you can still people are getting killed you don't know if it's if you're going to live another day and people go through that and then they're they're coming across the border and i'll tell you one thing not much can calm them down. Um, they're so upset in many cases. They just, uh, in many cases, they just want it. They, they say, we're going back. You know, totally irrational. Of course, you're not going back to a place that's been devastated and where you and your kids are going to get killed. But that's the way they're thinking. They're so disturbed at that point that they'll often say, well, we're, we're not going to stay. We're going to go back. And they never do. So... The one thing uh, we learned that that you could say to them that one thing that would calm them down is um, we're from America. We're going to help you. That would change everything, you know, Um, and, and very often immediately people would say, we love America. We love America. And there's crowds of people saying we love America, you know, just that's that's what. The United States of America triggers in uh, um, in refugees and in, in Ukrainians. 
So they absolutely love the United States. They, sometimes here we're, we're spoiled. We think, you know, we, we criticize the country and some people think we're no good and, and you know, we're, we have to apologize for our country. Not Ukrainians. Don't, don't, don't try that stuff around Ukrainians. You know, they'll knock you in the head and knock you down for saying something like that against America. And it's not even their country. You know, they know who the good guys are. We're the good guys. America is the good guys. The United States of America is the, the country that they look to, that everybody looks to for hope and goodness and support, love caring that's that's and if you you think you try to convince anyone anything different uh of anything different they'll look at you like you're absolutely out of your mind so they're good people they're fighting they're fighting the people do you have any do you have any question that putin if he had the opportunity would completely destroy our country completely destroy our country. John, none at all. And we have to take a quick time out. We're coming right back strong. He is John Zarek. I am respectfully yours. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you, great one. 20 minutes past the hour. It's Smart Law with John Zarek, presented by the Law Offices of John Zarek. John Zarek is the official and the exclusive lead counsel for criminal defense matters on the Hurley in the Morning program. And he continues. John, time is yours. You know, we started, Harry, uh, on the air show, and I want to stick on the air show. It was a, a great event, and it's a demonstration of uh, American military power. And, and I can tell you that um, I never before had the experience. I was in the military, but um, never before had the experience of feeling the protection of United States military power. Um, and if you, if you need that protection and it's there, uh, you'll never, ever forget it. I won't, um, everybody who, who goes to the Polish Ukraine border, um, obviously it's a, it's a hot spot of activity. Uh, there's danger close by You're you're in Poland on the Polish side, obviously, but when you're there, Every single person, and I've talked to countless people about it, every, every single person thinks when they're there, well, Putin probably won't attack here um, because he'd be crazy to attack here. He probably won't shell here because he'd be crazy to shell here. Um, you know, Poland's a NATO country. That would cause all kinds of problems. But, you know, countries do all kinds of things. They... They have attacks, say it was a mistake. Uh, they shell and say it was um, miscalculation of distance. I mean, there are all kinds of things countries do when they're bad and they want to get away with something. Um, they do something quickly and then back off. So all these things run through your head. You know, you're there, you're there and you think, well, you know, what if? 
And what would I do? You know, would I go into a basement? Would I, you know, go into a shelter, go into an an underground? Um, Are there bunkers around? Um, Could you outrun this stuff? Um, Could you outrun an attacking force? That sort of thing. What, What would you do? So that's universal that people think that way. And and again, it, this is not in Ukraine. This is this is in Poland, but but close to the border and contemplating potentially an attack. And then what happens is uh, you run into the uh, as as I did, you run into members of the 82nd Airborne who are stationed there um, in that region, and they're stationed there to protect the people. Uh, who live there and the people that are helping. So they're specifically there to protect you. Um, and uh, you realize they are absolutely lethal. You know, they're the very best we have in terms of a large force, very best we have. And uh, although maybe some other army or marine units would argue with that, but they're mm-hmm. they're they're up there. You know, there are a lot of really great units we have, but they're they're really uh, totally lethal. They would evaporate the Russian army if if they attacked that region. So yeah, they have weapons the Russians only dream about. So you realize very quickly. Um, as long as they're there, as long as the 82nd Airborne is there, the Russians, and they have a lot of, they have a lot of air power attached to them too. So as long as the 82nd Airborne is there, the Russians are not going to be there. And that's not, that's going to be today, next week, next month, a year from now. As long as they're there, the Russians will not be there. And then you feel pretty good. You know, you crank down and you feel that sense of protection. You don't have to worry about shelling or an invasion or anything like that because they're there. And that's uh, that's what the American military does for us every day. The only difference is with with most of us, we don't feel we don't feel that presence because we're not in danger in the first place. Yeah. We're here. We're in New Jersey. We're going to the beach. We're, we're, we're too comfortable. We don't have the concerns that you're outlining. So therefore, it's. I think it's a very dangerous situation because we just take for granted how safe we are. Sure. Yeah, we do. And that's that's really uh, the focus of what I'm, I'm saying is that we shouldn't take that for granted. You know, we should every day, you know, it, it's good to have things like the air show. It's good to have uh, 4th of July military parades. It's good to have um, celebrations of our heroes uh, on television, at the White House, any place, anything we can do to bolster the military and make ourselves aware of the importance of their presence. Um, we should do. Yeah, you know, we. And again, as I mentioned before, we think that we tend to think, we want to think that the world is rational. And and throughout history, 
countries and groups of people have been killed by the by the tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions even, for thinking that the world is rational. The world is not rational. It absolutely is not rational. That's been proven over and over and over again. Uh, there are always going to be bad actors in the world, and the only thing that's going to prevent those bad actors from, let's bring it home to us, from destroying our country, you know, is our military. That's it. If, if without the military, again, think this out, and this is, this is tough to contemplate, but it's the absolute truth. Do you think, based on what he's done in Ukraine, what Putin has done in Ukraine, do you think for one minute, for one minute, that if his military people told him, look, the American defense system is outdated, it's uh, not effective, there's no way they can launch missiles, there's no way they can intercept our missiles, they're completely ineffective, we can destroy every major city in the United States and, and occupy the country with no resistance for hundreds of years at least. Do you think that he would hesitate for one second before doing that? Not at all. Hell no. Not at all. I mean, no. No, we want to no, we want to say we want to say, well, he's not that bad and you know, people aren't that they wouldn't kill tens of millions of people they wouldn't destroy an entire country but that's exactly what they're doing in ukraine right they pick a city with history and you know those buildings can't be replaced the historical sites can't be replaced the beauty of it can't be replaced and they completely level it and kill anybody that they can kill in the in the meantime systematically and, they, and they're doing it all over the country. Wherever they can muster the power, they do it. So do you think he's doing it right there? Do you think he would hesitate at all? And I'm, I'm not talking about hesitate because of military force. Let's say the military, let's say the American military was neutralized for some reason, gone, not able to do it. And he could wipe out everything in the United States, every major city in the United States, and then occupy the country and run it, annex it, make it part of Russia, take Alaska and the rest of us and make it part of Russia. Do you think he would hesitate for one minute? No. Hold it there, John. The short answer is no. But I know you will go into details when we come back. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I agree with the entire narrative. If he could, he would. Some people just dismiss the possibility because mutually assured destruction just prevents anything from ever happening. And that, that just isn't true. You have to really 
uh, and some of it's tough stuff, you have to be willing to really look at what could happen. And and that comes under the heading, John, and I think it's worth a few minutes of your time when we come back. That comes under the heading because people ask me this too. Why is uh, Ukraine worth it? I mean, we have so many problems at home. We have people that are skipping meals, that are hungry, that uh, we're in very, very, you know, challenging financial times. Why is this worth it? Uh, we'll continue with John Zarek right after this. Don't go away. It's 31 minutes past the hour. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And this is Harry Hurley at 31 minutes past the hour. I have three stories. There's many more than that. I have three that I'm going to share with you right now on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. I've written two articles about yesterday's record-setting Meet AC Atlantic City Air Show just since the air show. Check it out. We've got the news. Mayor Charles Kane and company are developing an academy for uh, the performing arts. It's going to be very, very exciting at the old Duberson School. We've got the story. Stockton University has made a big move. Check that out as well. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. One more day of sunshine and relatively low humidity. Actually, you'll probably see more and more clouds bubble up from the south this afternoon. But our weather stays completely dry during the day. Temperatures will be hot with a high of 89, cooler at the beaches. Chance of a sprinkle tonight, mostly cloudy, low 72. Tomorrow, partly sunny, breezy and hot, high of 90. Could be a few late-day thunderstorms around. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Not running your business. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Hi, it's Markley and Van Camp. Join us later today at 1. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM, South Jersey's talk station. It's not easy to do a snap that good. That's not easy. Mine was not as good as what you just heard. John Zarek continues on Smart Law with John Zarek. Hey, John. Yes, Harry, we're talking about the uh, the aid to Ukraine and, and, I, and I guess whether we should support Ukraine. It's yes. absolutely insane. Absolutely. By, by the way, does it surprise you or does it not surprise you? We are a 50-50 nation. Almost seems like no matter what it is, 53-47 basically. I guess some have no opinion at all, but 53%, so a slight majority, favor continuing to support Ukraine. Does that surprise you? And I'll word it this way, that the number is that low. Some would be saying, what are you talking about, Harry? I can't believe the number is that high. But does it surprise you that that is, I think it's probably accurate, John. What do you think of that number? Well, 50% of the country voted for Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, I didn't think it, it would. Doesn't, it doesn't surprise me. 50% voted for Hillary Clinton. It doesn't surprise me. Yeah. So, you know, what do you expect? I mean, there are lots of people here. Um, there are lots of people living in dreamland. You know, they they live in a world that... Uh, they want the world to be, you know, they, they live in it. They imagine a world the way they want it to be. Then they assume that that's the reality 
and then they go on and make their decisions in life and politics based on that. You know, so, yeah, I, it doesn't surprise me that there are people that think that way. But those of us who know the truth, and this absolutely is the truth, we are fighting World War III right now in Ukraine. By the way, lots of Americans, there are lots of Americans fighting the fight with great effectiveness, too. There are lots of Americans, and they're not just, uh, you know, you, you, you think, well, they might be just a bunch of crazy people that want to go over and get into a war. Not at all. You know, the people that are there, the Americans that are there, are very highly trained. I guess you would call them operators. They're, they're people that are uh, special forces, Navy SEALs, uh, Army Special Operations, Rangers, very and very, very effective against the Russians in Ukraine. They're very brave, and they know what they're doing, and um, they're, they're causing a lot of damage in Ukraine against the Russians. And they're there because they know the nature of the reality, not because they're adventurers. In fact, most of the people there have been to war. The Americans there have been to war. They know what war's like. They know it's not John Wayne and the movies. They know there's suffering, there's regret, there's psychological damage, injury that can occur, and physical injury that can occur. And yet they go any place, they go anyway because they know who the enemy is. The enemy is Putin, and the enemy is Russia at this point. Not necessarily the Russian people, but, you know, that's like, that's like saying the enemy wasn't the German people, it was, it was Hitler. They're one and the same. When they, when they provide support and fight the wars, then they become the enemy also. And that's really what's going on right now with, uh, with the United States and Russia. This war is being fought, and it's got to be fought. And the alternative is that Russia would take over Ukraine. And they've already made statements. Um, their, their foreign minister, Putin, um, the other uh, major figures in their government have already said, they said, this is not the end. They're going much further than just Ukraine. They've made public statements to that effect already. So what do you think he's going to do? Do you think he's going to take over Ukraine? If, if we were foolish enough to allow that, he's going to take over Ukraine and then he stopped there. That's, the, that's wishful thinking. That's dreamland. And, and that's not going to be the case here. He would, he would, he would immediately start taking start taking aggressive action against Poland, then Hungary, and anyone else that he could undermine. Uh, he's you know he's done it with uh, with um, um, other countries, and he'll do it here. You know you you don't the 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 statements of Putin track. Not not moderately, not somewhat track 
word for word, practically, of the statements that Hitler had when he was dreaming of world conquest. A great empire, him at the head. You know, he says he says democracy doesn't really work in Russia. It's always been that Russians need a great one great person to lead them. Well, that happens to be Putin. So he's he's tracks he tracks Hitler a hundred percent. Everything he says you can see was said by Hitler and they're and they're acting on it. They're destroying it, and they've already said they're going to go further. Now, you know, one of the one of the greatest statements that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu ever made, you know, he put it very simply, you know, when talking about the enemies around him and why Israel, when uh, the threat develops, they don't wait for the United States or anyone else to act. They destroy the nuclear reactor. They destroy the people that are preparing an attack. They, you know, they act very aggressively. And they would, they would destroy nuclear weapons in Iran in a minute if it got to that point. If it got to that point, they would do it. And why? Netanyahu said, we've learned, we've learned from history over and again that when people say they're going to kill Jews and kill as many Jews as they can, once they get the means to kill Jews, they will take action and do the killing. That's the, that's the simple fact of life. I mean, he, 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 know, he knew that. It's been demonstrated over and over again. Nobody wants to believe that. But that's the re- that's the nature of reality. So when Putin says that he's going to, you know, when he when he says he's going to take aggressive action, when he says he's not stopping with Ukraine, that he's going further. As long as he has the means to do it, and the means to do it means the guns and the eco- economy to do it, and the army to do it. He's going to do it. And there's no two ways about that. Again, the extreme example would be if he could take over the United States, if he had the guns and the the absence of risk, you know, he's not going to do it when we have a strategic force ready to destroy him. But if he had the guns and the absence of risk to to destroy the United States, he'd do it in a heartbeat because he would see himself, he sees himself as a, a great leader of a, a, a worldwide empire. Right now it may be a European and Asian empire. But they, they made these statements that, for example, in Alaska, they, they've made statements that they're going to take back Alaska. Yeah, no doubt. John, hold right there. We're going to come back in a little bit. This is our longest break of the hour. I want to have at least, we're going to have about six minutes left uninterrupted with John when we come back. It is Smart Law with John Zarek. I am with John. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. It's early in the morning, anytime, anywhere on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With John Zarek and just a few clicks 
before six minutes before the top of the hour. So I was promised six minutes uninterrupted with John Zarek. Counselor, time is yours. Yes, Harry. So uh, the issue is Ukraine. Do we support Ukraine or not support Ukraine? There's a $3 billion uh, package. Let's let's compare uh, things we spend money on. $3 billion to support the people on the ground in Ukraine, the fighters in Ukraine, the brave Ukrainian people who are going toe-to-toe face-to-face with the Russians, and by the way, killing them, killing Russians in massive numbers. I mean, the numbers that you see are not the numbers that are actually happening. You know, certainly the ones that Russians report, they are losing tens of thousands of troops in, in Ukraine. And it's not being done by long-distance artillery, or aircraft or bombing it's being done by ukrainian men and women who are you know belt to belt with the russians killing russian soldiers that's what they're doing they i mean this is all close combat um calling for extreme bravery not just regular bravery extreme bravery close combat face to face um on top of them uh, there's a there's a saying in in the military that you want to grab the enemy by the belt right if you really want to be effective grab the enemy by the belt and that's what they do that's what they do in ukraine especially if you want to neutralize artillery and aircraft and things like that you know get among the enemy and fight them face to face and that's what the ukrainians are doing so this three billion dollars is for arms it's not to send people to ukraine it's not to send an army to ukraine strictly for arms to put in the hands of brave people who are fighting our battle against the soviet against russia right now against putin right now that's what's going on so three billion dollars Let's compare that with other expenditures. <laughs> like three billion sounds like a lot of money, but let's compare it to other expenditures. How about three hundred billion dollars on the loan program? Yeah. And John, you're gonna find out it's over five hundred and ninety billion. They're not even telling the truth. So it's almost double, but even at three hundred. Anyhow, take it back. Yeah. It it's going to be a trillion dollars. Yeah. It's going to be a trillion dollars, Harry. Um, where other people that didn't take out the loans will be paying back for people who did. And if you went to school and paid your student loans, you get nothing, but you get to pay again for other people's. It's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Hey, I, uh, I you know, my dad was a disabled vet with five kids. I It was take a loan or don't go to school. You know, from day one, yeah, I paid those loans back, and I, I remember it was significant for us. Linda paid her loans back. Uh, my wife, uh, my kids took some loans. Uh, they paid their loans back. Uh, 
you know, and, and everyone I knew paid the loans back. I don't know. I didn't even know anyone who didn't pay their loans. Yeah. And think about this, John. What if you took the path you decided to go to a trade school, technical school, Atlanta County Institute for Technology and learn a trade and then just go right into the workforce? You didn't have any college grades or college um, loans. You're paying for other people's loans that they're not going to have to pay. It, I don't know. I, I understand that it's their philosophy of governance. But unless you're one of the people that's not going to have to pay the contract that you signed that you would honor your debt, uh, many people are going to be very unhappy about this, John. Yeah, their philosophy is to blow money, blow other people's money yeah. in order to buy themselves votes yeah. in November. There you That's go. That's what they're doing. It's it's uh, You can't say it any more pithy, any more smart than that. John, final minute, closing summation. So so $300 billion, meaning, and, and really it's actually a trillion dollars is going to be blown for nothing, for nonsense, with no effect on the economy, no effect on our uh, preparedness, no effect on, and no positive effect for anybody, any place, any time, except to help Democrats, allegedly, and it's going to backfire on them, help, uh, help Democrats get elected, compared to $3 billion in military aid to put guns in the hands of people that are fighting 10 feet away from Russian soldiers and, and, and killing them and winning the war for us, for us. They're not doing it for us, but we're getting the benefit of it. So we absolutely have, I don't understand anyone who opposes the war or opposes us giving aid to the Ukraine. John, we're literally at the finish line. Joanne Daly is next. We'll reconvene soon, Counselor. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you very much. It is seven minutes past the hour. Uh, Joanne Daly is um, is here. And this is our regular monthly appearance where we talk all about real estate and obviously a lot going on. Uh, so Joe's appearance today, very, very timely. Joanne Daly, REMAX Platinum Properties of Ventnor, the official and exclusive real estate professional expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. Joanne's program takes place on either the 4th or 5th, if there is a 5th Thursday of every month in the 9 o'clock hour. And you can reach the Joanne Daly team at REMAX Platinum, Platinum Properties of Ventnor at 609, I'll give you the hotline, 513-8969. That's 609-513-8969. The office is physically located at 5321 Atlantic Avenue in Ventnor. Beautiful, very, very well-maintained. But that would, if you knew Joe, that's no surprise. Great attention to detail and a quality individual all the way. So, Joe, uh, things are changing right now, aren't they, in your world? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Can Thanks you for asking. It's the end of 
I know. Back at the end of August, the end of it. It's hard to and believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a blink of an yeah, eye. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> shocking. It seems like Memorial Day was about two, three weeks ago, uh, Memorial Day weekend, and here we are uh, just, you know, a handful of days away from Labor Day. Uh, before we get strictly into real estate, because we have a lot to talk about, uh, give us your take on summer 2022. It's not over yet, but what's your take on the summer? How would you describe it? Well, I would say it was fairly, fairly um, expected, like what we had, you know, with the COVID restrictions being lifted to a certain degree and then you know, basically lifted towards at the point we're at now. Um, I think it was really nice. I think a lot of the casinos and the area attractions did fairly well with people coming out, attending events. You know, everything I read was well attended. Things I saw, traffic, everything was like status quo, back to normal. So that was refreshing. On the real estate side of that, we still had low inventory, we had lower than usual seasonal rentals that realtors would assist with being like the monthly rentals or full summer rentals. They were really slow because of the Airbnb potential that people could take advantage of more Airbnb and VRBO rentals, which they were high, which was good because those are the people that attended all our events, you know? So it was a very busy summer all in all. Um, certain things were, had picked up and, you know, got busier, like the Airbnb rentals and the people purchasing homes for Airbnb use investment properties. Um, but the ones that really, you can really notice the slowdown was the full summer rentals and the, uh, you know, partial the rentals were, you know, the owners would have their, their main house and they would rent out their first floor or ground floor. Those were very slow, which was interesting and, and sort of sad in a way because there's a lot of nice potential rentals out there that were, you know, not really utilized. Now, I keep, Joe, Joe, I keep being told by people who are not experts. So I, I like to, you know, listen to experts like you. But I keep being told, oh, you know, property values are going to be coming down. So then I say to these um, uh, informal, you know, know know-it-alls that, well, remember, there is a shortage of inventory. So we live in a supply and demand universe where even if certain external factors are changing, if rates are going up, even though they did come back down quite a bit, actually. But, you know, even though things that usually would be true – if you had a normal inventory structure, we don't have that. So anyhow, all I can say is caddy corner to me right across the street, a property sold for much more than the seller even thought it was going to sell for. I just happened to run into him one hour before he was actually leaving the state forever. And we had an amazing conversation. He picked a number that he didn't think he was going to get. And the person said, yes. So that that meant he th- thought he maybe could have done better. So I said, well, you should have called Joe Daly. But anyhow, uh, he's gone. He got more than he thought he was going to get for his property. I always go to my Zestimate when Joe Daly is here. So I did that uh, about one minute before you arrived, Joanne. 
And the Ponderosa is up another 1.7% in the last 30 days. So I'm not seeing this uh, declination in the valuation of the properties. So which is true? Are property values going down or are they staying the same or even going up still? Right. I don't see them going down. I don't see them. In fact, you know, we get the snapshots from, you know, New Jersey realtors for the state of New Jersey, which is really kind of an interesting indicator of all the sales, the listings, um, the pendings. And in the monthly snapshot for July, right, um, one year change in closed sales for all properties, townhomes, single family, for all properties, one year change in closed sales is down 19.8% from last year. And now the interesting thing is one year change in median sales prices for all properties, single family, townhouse, or whatever, is up 9.5%. Wow. That's it in the numbers wow. from a year, for a year. So it is what it is, isn't it? Right, there's, there's the numbers. I said, so... And I said, I do see the market sort of balancing out a little bit. Um, People aren't necessarily getting ridiculous prices that at one point they really were, I'd say a year ago, where they're still getting, as your neighbor did, good price and then some because the inventory is still low. So then if you go to the inventory that I did try to send you over because it's kind of an interesting graph yeah. that you can see the decline I got inventory. It. I got it. It's stark. It's, yeah. it's very, very revealing. And doesn't it really tell the story at one glance? Exactly. From a year to year to date, where we were last year. Now, let me give you one more, Joanne. Let me double down on the great Joanne Daly Wallace. Um, Sean McGuigan writes... Home values in Summers Point. I'm going to text this to you, actually, so you have this. This this matters. Give me one second, Joanne. You don't need it to look at it for the interview, but you'll want to take a look at it maybe on the first break. Um, January 2018, the home value in Summers Point. So you know how that works. If they do a graph like this, it's the um, they call it the typical home value. I don't even know if there's such a thing, but this appears as I look at the graph because it doesn't give the exact amount back in January of 2018. It's under 200,000, just barely, probably like 190 or 195,000 as I read the graph. However, this is as of, this is beyond January of 2022. Uh, It's probably not even current to the moment. 316,315. So if you look at from January 2018 through January of 2022, the property value has gone up. Average property value in Summers Point has gone up by about $126,000. Now, that's not – and numbers matter. That's not 126000 on $50 billion. That's 126000 on what was 190000 So, I mean, it's not double – but it's well on its way to that. That is that is a big move, isn't it, Joanne? It's huge. And and I kind of attribute it, like, and we've talked about it in other shows, that, you know, we were in such a deflated market for so long. 
you know, with the debacle of 06 and Sandy the storm and the elections and the economy, you know, fluctuations. And now it's a little scary because we had this COVID and COVID drove people to make purchases that they typically wouldn't have um, because they could work from home, because they wanted their second home, anything happened. Or sadly, I hate to say, like they lost family members, had money to spend, and spent it. Life is short. They saw that fleeting over COVID. I saw all kinds of motivations of people buying. Now, now's the time. I'm not getting any younger. You know, I'm going to get my shore property. Always wanted it. You know, that kind of drive to make these these purchases. Um, but I think our market was so deflated for so long. Like we, like South Jersey was a deal or a steal compared to the rest of the shore towns yeah. going up to New York. You know, so I think we're balancing out some of that, like where it should have been. You know, but it's still got accelerated in prices with the demand and the lack of inventory. And I, I still see it carrying that way. It's a little slower because of the rates. I was just talking to one of my clients yesterday and at two years ago, she a, a year and a half ago, not quite two years yet, she got a rate of 2.5%. And today, she was laughing and today is sick. She goes, thank goodness I did what I did then when I did it. You know, yeah. because it's close to six percent today. Wow! You know, so yeah. That- I, I, you know, I've brought this up to you on past episodes of your show, Joanne, and we're visiting with Joanne Daly, the official, the exclusive real estate professional for the Hurley in the Morning program. Back in the time of what we know was basically a depression here in Atlanta County, we had the highest home foreclosure rate in America. We had the highest unemployment rate in America. We had hemorrhaged the loss of four casinos. I mean, 15 or more thousand jobs. I mean, just devastating stuff and and many more jobs than that. That's just 15,000 out of the casino industry. And it may have been more than that. So you add all that up. You We had an opportunity. So many people had an opportunity to purchase real estate. I kept saying to people, look at what Donald Trump's doing right now. He's buying real estate. These buying opportunities might be, I don't know if you agree with this. I think I agree with me on this. That might have been maybe the best chance for the rest of our lifetime to have been able to buy properties in Margate and other locations that many times would have been untouchable for people. And I'm going back. It's not ancient history, Joanne. I'm going back to like 2009, 2010-ish, something like that the opportunities were unbelievable, weren't they? Absolutely. I do agree with you. And I, you know, and for a couple of reasons, like we're talking about, A, the inventory is down and the prices are up 9%. And and over asking what people are are asking to get, you know? So people are so hesitant now that wanted to buy, that sat there on the fence and now they're like, sort of kicking themselves that, oh, I should have done it, you know, when I had that chance and I didn't, I didn't jump in, you know, they were, you know, and I say it is, it is a big investment. It is a big decision. So people tend to like 
mull it over, see how it goes, watch, see what happens to their friend who bought a house and see, you know. I'll tell you the ones that were watching my friend that got the two and a half percent rate. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Joanne, I'm telling you, I remember vividly these were properties under 200000 that are at least triple that now and maybe more. Mm-hmm. Because now, as you know, people are buying these smaller homes, uh, someone we know very, very well uh, in Margate, tiny little home. But they're all now just tearing them down. And I think it's like 29 feet or whatever it is. They're going to like an inch, an inch or so below the height thing. That's why all when you're driving and you see all these monstrosities now, not only are they raising them because of Hurricane Sandy and insurance reasons and things like that, where people now have the homes elevated on stilts or whatever you want to call it. They're going up as high as they can beyond that. We're way late for the first break. I'm going to blame Joanne Daly because she's too interesting. It's 21 minutes past the hour. We will be back. Fortunately, we're really not late because we have the six bonus minutes at the end of the hour leading into the Brian Kilmeade show. So we're right where we need to be. We'll be back in just a few minutes. A reminder, do as I do, not just as I say, for all of your real estate needs, turn to Joanne Daly, the Joanne Daly team at REMAX Platinum Properties of Ventnor, 5321 Atlantic Avenue in Ventnor. The phone number to reach Joanne, 609-513-8969. 609-513-8969. I promise you, you will love Joanne. You will love her attention to detail, her follow-up systems, her hard work on your behalf. You won't find someone more committed, more talented, uh, than Joanne. And and I can speak to that at every level possible as a friend, as a client, and she's my client, uh, and just watching uh, the number of people that the Joanne Daly team has really served very, very well over a number of years. They're really great at what they do. If you're buying, if you're selling, if you're renting, I do want to talk about the rental market, Joanne, because I understand it's still horrifically tight a lot to talk about. Straight ahead, stay with us. It's Joanne Daly's monthly visit with us here on the Hurley in the Morning program. Back in just a little bit. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, Hurley in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 27 minutes past the hour. Hurley in the morning with Joanne Daly, our official exclusive real estate professional for the Hurley in the morning program. And we've got uh, just a a cornucopia buffet of, of real estate issues on the table right now. Let me just grab one and throw it front and center for you to... Um, to talk about Joanne, and that is the rental market. The rental market, I understand, is still incredibly tight, like almost no inventory. Exactly. It's true. It's sad, but true. I get, I have a few handful of properties that became available. I can't begin to tell you how many phone calls a day I get 
from prospects. And typically, I, you know, if, you know, we have 10 applications in on one property, um, I try to find them another property. And still, that's even, there's nothing left. And I know I have maybe two waiting, you know, coming available, you know, um, it's very difficult. The the fierce competition, I try to explain to people, um, typically landlords look at credit, income verification, references, um, past histories, landlord, landlord references, why are they selling, why are they moving, you know, that kind of thing. Everything can set you apart from another applicant. The biggest thing that helps is someone's credit rating. Mm. Now, typically, people who are in the rental market, you know, they might have banged up credit ratings from medical issues, student loans, um, loss of job from COVID. Joanne, go back to one of them. Uh, it's my understanding the medical stuff is not going to hurt people the way that it was, Correct. Correct. But it's still, if you just look at a credit score and you got a 580, yeah, landlords don't even want to go because yeah. there's 10 other applicants that they can look at. You know, it's a, such a shame about that is, I mean, you know, there are low scores that are self-inflicted stuff, but there are also low scores. They could be people that had perfect credit all their lives, have an illness, uh, fall on bad times. So much of the country is on a paycheck to paycheck basis. Uh, where if you're out all of a sudden through no fault of your own, if you're out, I don't have to tell you this, Joe, you can wreck a perfect credit score in 30 days. If you don't pay in the 29 days or whatever that special number is, I think it's 29 for some reason uh, or 30, whatever it is. uh, If you don't pay within that and all your accounts now current was 30 or now 30 days late, you get demolished for seven years. Yeah. Yeah. Dunsville. Then you get, what do you do? Do you say, hey, Joe, go to bat for me. Show them that I had 820 credit score. You know, my whole life, this is because I had cancer. I mean, are you just out of luck? Well, in, in a normal market, we could go to bat and explain, you know, situations when there's, plenty of inventory. Yeah. But when there's no inventory and I have 10 applications to the landlord and we go through them, you know, one by one, and that's if I can bring him 10 good ones. Right. But but if you have even one or two that say 800 or 750, 780, whatever, 720 is considered, you know, preferred credit, as you know. And I'm not sure with the new um, credit scores, if that number's higher now, but anyhow, uh, and then here, here you are at six hundred. You're you're done, aren't you? Right. And and typically, what I try to explain to landlords, like renters, typically are they don't have buying credit scores because then they would buy if they were in seven twenty. Then they probably would buy because right. they're going to pay the same amount yeah. rent as it would towards a mortgage. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, and Joe, as you know, maybe even less. I think with these rents going the way that they are, you could make the case that owning is much less expensive than renting. And it, and you have something to show for it as opposed to paying somebody else's mortgage. 
exactly. But if, if you've got banged up credit where you're not really in the buying market of credit, so you're trying to do some of that, bring your credit score up because, you know, most people I'd say, you know what, they start out with, you know, a good job, they, you know, at school, something happened, they got into COVID, they lost their job, they, they slacked on some bills until they could figure out their next job. Like that happened. Yeah. But it hits them real hard in, in the credit scores to be able to buy. Now it puts you like, we like to see generally somewhere like a 650 or over for rentals, you know, if we can, you know, that would probably be the minimum. Now it's not to say there aren't people that are good people that had, you know, twists of fate that put them down like below 650, like, you know, 580, 590. But when you put that 590 score in an application pool for one property and it has 10 applications, everything's over 620, you don't have a shot. You know, they, they don't even want to know why, if it was medical, if it was student loans, if it was, you know, you lost the spouse. They're just looking at numbers and feeling secure when they pick a candidate that they're going to be able to pay their bills. And that's, that's what kind of drives it when, when you have 10 applications for one property. Joanne, we're going to take a brief time out. Hang in there. We're coming right back strong. Much more important real estate content straight ahead with the the person I believe is the best is what she does. Joanne Daly, the official and exclusive real estate professional for the Hurley in the Morning program. To make an appointment with Joanne, if you have a question, a comment, if you're looking to buy, sell, rent, give Joe a call. Happy to talk to you, I know. 609-513-8969-609. 513-8969. We'll be back in just a few moments with Joanne. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. Listen for the morning edition of the O'Reilly Update with Bill O'Reilly at 1015 this morning. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We're back. 39 minutes past the hour with Joanne Daly. We're talking real estate. We're, we're right before the break. We were in the midst of a conversation about the rental market. So, in, in I mean, this sounds very obvious, but I want to put it out here just to, to further the um, the topic, Joanne. If you're looking to rent right now, this is... Would you say it's one of the worst times ever to be looking for a rental property somewhere? Absolutely. Wow. I've never seen anything like it in all the years. Wow. Never. Um, there's always been a really healthy inventory um, just of people coming and going, renting, because we're a year-round market that we would always have rentals available. Um it's pretty scary that there's very little rentals out there. Now there's few here and there and they come and go as quickly as they come. You and, know? and obviously again, it sounds like, you know, obvious again, but because there's so few available, this drives the, the, the I know there is rent control in, in certain areas, but this drives the price up a lot as well. Doesn't it supply and demand? Yeah, Absolutely. And, and people really, I I, want to say, I don't want to say they ignore the rent control um, regulations, but they'll, they'll push it 
they'll push them with what they want to be able to get because of what people will pay and what the market holds, you know, that there's nothing out there. So it's, it's very interesting because there's so many people out there that really need home. I was on the phone with one yesterday and she's like, I have no place to go. There's, you know, school starts in two weeks. I'm strapped with my kids. I don't know where to go. Exactly. And and then you have people that want their child to be in a certain school district and they, they are willing to relocate to another city, but they can't because there's nothing available. There are a lot of people that want to I'll give you an example. I know people that want to relocate to Ocean City. Good luck. Good luck trying to find a rental in, in Ocean City, even even a even a house probably to buy in Ocean City. Correct me if if you don't agree with that comment. But that's that's what I've been hearing. Uh, and that's um, that is that is very challenging. Ocean City was in a regular market in the past. And I'll say before two years ago, a difficult market to find yearly rentals in anyway, because that's a very big summer weekly turnover weekend, you know, market. Most owners and there's so many that have the rentals um, don't rent them annually. So that that area is a tough market to begin with for an annual rental. So where they ha- they would have a handful on a decent market, this market there's none. There's absolutely there's very little that you're going to find for an annual type rental. And you know people do want to be there. Um, I think I think a lot of people wish that. Ocean City was a little bit more like Ventnor, Margate, Atlantic City, where it was more year-round, so they could take advantage of the school system, the shopping, the location. It's such a nice area. But they're typically Memorial Day to Labor Day kind of atmosphere, I'll say, because they're geared for those rentals. They're not set up like we are where we have a good mix of seasonal rentals and annual rentals. Wow. But Wow, that's no joke. Let's get a call in before the final break. And then I have something, Joanne, I would love you to address. We we will say, I can sit, state on behalf of my family and a rental property that we had, and, and, and Joanne is well aware of this because, like I always tell you, uh, I don't just say these things like, hey, call Joanne. Uh, Joanne takes care of all these things for us and the Joanne Daly team, we had great experiences in this topic that I want to bring up. But you know, Joe, I talk to everybody, and I know you talk to everybody. Some places are a nightmare when it comes to inspections and and really just, in some cases, just really busting chops on stupid little stuff that isn't even a safety issue or any issue at all, and it can make it really hard. So if you're in the landlord business, for example, it really matters. Your inspection people in the town that you own the property, it's a big deal. It's very important. Now, I will say this, uh, and we have a number of years of of me being able to say this. We had great experiences. Uh, Joanne was fabulous in navigating everything, and the people that we dealt with were fair and they they were responsive and they did a great job. Uh, I want to talk about that uh, in the last segment or one of the last segments after we take a listener call. You're on the air with Joanne Daly. Your question or comment? I I have a question and a comment. Well, right now, if you're a single mother with kids and barely making it, you can get into a Section 8 with no problem. 
But if you're a single mother working two jobs trying to provide for your kids, it's impossible to get a rental place. There's two options out there if you want to go that route. Some people don't want to go where you have to go with Section 8. But if you're down and out and you really need it, that's an option for you to take. Joanne? Well, it's interesting. There really isn't any difference if a client and prospect is on Section 8 or not. Because Section 8 funds the, the client pays the rent. They don't have the properties. They still come to us for the properties, and the properties just aren't out there. They can get help with financing a property through Section 8, and that's okay. You know, many landlords prefer that because they know it's coming from the state. They're not depending on them keeping a job, per se. So it's not really where they get their funding from that's the issue. It's the fact that there's no housing that anybody Section 8 or not can find to get into. Um, Section 8 is really nice in the sense where they come out and inspect the properties for the prospective tenant. It has to pass their criteria, and generally most do. It's not usually an issue, um, but they come out and inspect the property. But they don't have housing per se. They, you know, they um, subsidize the tenant and the landlord gets paid through Section 8. So it's not like they have housing that they can just, okay, these houses are for Section 8. We don't have that. It's, it's general housing, all I'll say, of a land county. And most landlords are happy to deal with Section 8. It is a lengthy process, I have to say, in Atlantic County, because I've been through a lot of situations where people were waiting to get their Section 8 vouchers approved and whatnot. It's a very lengthy process, but they do help in the long run to get them vouchers. And, and by the way, as a point of emphasis, as has come up, people there are landlords that really like the program because they're guaranteed to get paid, Correct. Right. And that's where, you know, there's, it doesn't matter where your income comes from. Basically, it's just verification of that income is what's required for any rental. So whether it's, you know, Social Security or Section 8 or your pay stubs or, you know, your stock account, it doesn't matter. They just need verification of where it's coming from. And Section 8 is, uh, you know, utilizes, you know, state funds to subsidize, you know, low-income tenants so that they can afford it. Yes. It's almost Section 8 is a guideline because what, they, what they're what they willing to pay for a one-bedroom, two-bedroom, three-bedroom almost sets the guidelines for what landlords can ask because that's what they're going to get. Interesting. Yeah. Many times, many times the tenants will, and, and just say, you know, and I want to make this up for right now, but I'm going to say it because I'm not sure what it is because it does, they do change it compared to the market. So just say it's $1,800 for a three bedroom. It might be 2000 or 2100 now. Um, and their vouchers for 2000 then the tenant makes up their working, they can make up the extra 100 or 200 that they need. And that's, that's all acceptable. They can see that, you know, they have the job and they have a voucher. But Section 8 doesn't have their own housing inventory somewhere that, you know, can help people. Hey, Tom, we're running short on in this segment. Uh, anything else for Joanne? No, that was very helpful because I have a, 
Alice Branch is having a rough time, and I, I told her to go that option if she could. Like you said, there is a housing shortage. Is this pertaining between 2008? People that walked away from their houses now are suffering because they don't have the credit. They walked away, or they didn't do a short sale. Is that affecting a lot of people? That's what I'm thinking. But if you add the number of years between 2008 and 2022, almost 2023, they would have had 15 years or whatever it is to right the ship. So if somebody has a hangover from 2008, 2009, there's probably more of a problem than, than just what was happening at that time. We're, we're in trying times now, and then the builders stopped building years ago. That's why we're in a shortage, too. And there was nobody had money to come in. Casinos were closing, too. So this yep. area is still good. It's still strong. Oh, yeah. Hey, hey, look, but I'm going to tell you something right now and see if Joanne agrees with this. We can chew it over after the break. Uh, multiple casino leaders that I have talked to, presidents and others at very high levels, uh, are expecting uh, a rough off season the shoulder season and the winter season. Uh, I don't think it's going to be pleasant. I expect uh, layoffs. And, and you know, anyone that knows me over the past 30 plus years of doing this program that we've done together for all these decades, not just years, decades, uh, I'm an eternal optimist, but we also are honest brokers here and we tell it like it is. Uh, I think it's going to be rough. I really do. Uh, Tom, thanks for a great call. It really enabled the program to... Um, to really delve into some of these important topics that you brought up with Joanne. And we'll talk again. Thanks for your listenership. Thanks for your participation. Back with Joanne Daly in just a few minutes. And when we come back, we'll be uninterrupted until Brian Kilmeade with Joanne Daly. We're talking all about real estate. This is. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. We're investing. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack, but not with ZipRecruiter. Its powerful technology actively finds and invites qualified candidates to apply to your job. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you the needle in the haystack. See why four out of five employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash trial. And now a small business setback is assessed by a beloved family pediatrician. Oh, hey, Tiger. Big scary tree branch give your work truck a boo-boo. Yeah. Wow. See this thing on my phone here? It's the Progressive Mobile app. Just push that little button there and report your claim. Boy. When owning a small business gets painful, Progressive Commercial is here to make it all better. Get a quote in as little as six minutes at ProgressiveCommercial.com. <gasps> What's this? Candy drawer? Who has a lollipop? Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates covered subject to policy terms and conditions. Photo claims not available in all states or situations. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's uh, 10 minutes before Kill Meat, so let's make it count. Joe, I threw what I think is a very important topic out. If you're a landlord, uh, if you're someone actually that's just looking to rent even, you don't get in until the municipality does an inspection and they check all these. And, and look, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. You know, I want smoke detectors that work. I, I don't want there to be anything dangerous. So this is, this is not a criticism. This is just, you know, I, I think it's just real world. Uh, and some municipalities are very cooperative and good. And I think it's also fair to say that some are not, and it can become very challenging. Uh, we're, we were very lucky because we had the Joanne Daly team uh, 
So you guys did, you know, the work and schedule these inspections and these different things. Because anytime and every time you have a new tenant, it, it, that last inspection goes away. You got to do it all over again. And that's fair. I mean, it could be years in between and, and the, the property might not be the same as it was. So I, I have this is not a complaint. It's it's merely a, and, I'm not, and I'm not punking out. You know, somebody sucks. I, I, I say it on this program, but this is more a general type of uh, topic. Uh, talk about that experience because you work with them all, Joanne. Yeah, I do. And it, it is something that um, I generally have to kind of bring up to many landlords who maybe are not familiar with the process. If it's their first time landlords and or they thought they've done this stuff themselves or they thought they'd venture this way. The process, it varies from town to town. But consistently through every town, there is a process, you know, um, Atlantic City is pretty thorough because of, you know, issues that they've had to contend with um, overcrowding in apartments and yep. that sort of thing. So, And by, by the way, because we're bringing up a specific municipality, that's the one that I have experience with. Years and years ago, I had experience in Summers Point when we had a duplex. Uh, I, I've always found Atlantic City to be fair, responsive. And that they do a good job. And when they say they're going to come, they come. Uh, so if anybody out there thought that this was like a cryptic little little cheap shot without saying the name, I, I have no complaints about Atlantic City, at least in my dealings, Joanne. I don't have the dealings that you have, but we certainly had the ones that we had. And I thought they were pretty solid with us. Right. And, and I tell you, they, they sort of have to move into, you know, they evolve as things evolve. Yeah. Um, it used to be to go, you know, we went down there with a check, you know, we filled out the forms of what we needed to have inspected. They came out, they gave us a call when, you know, the inspector, and I'll just use Atlantic City as an example, because they, they really do a, a nice job. Um, Sadly, they've gone through changes where, you know, like everywhere, nobody wants to work. They've been short, you know, shorthanded, trying to fill positions and whatnot. But um, there's six wards in Atlantic City, and typically there was an inspector for each ward. Yes. And in S, they moved them around so that all the inspectors were familiar with all parts of the city and, you know, the things that went on in the type of housing units that were there because some are more single single family, some like towards the beach or condos, some are townhouses or duplexes. So there's a good variety throughout the um, that happens. Let they me let me give you again without mentioning any municipalities because I have I I have sources everywhere and, and you have clients everywhere. I've actually heard of examples where Everybody's done this. You you take a little tiny nail or something if you don't want to do like a perfect installation for picture hanging and you don't have the, 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 the fancy stuff. But even they, they leave a mark. So if you have a tenant leave and they take down certain pictures, you got these tiny little – I mean I'll call them pinholes, Joanne. That actually will fail an inspection – in certain municipalities. Now, I think that's as dumb as dirt. I think that's ridiculous. 
I mean, it's like you could put toothpaste in there. Take your finger, take a little thing of toothpaste, and just, and the hole's gone. Or, or the you know the little um, container of um, what's it called, uh, spackle, you know, whatever uh, compound. So that's the kind of stuff, though, that infuriates people, Joanne. Because then that means it's not like you could go fill that hole right now and hey, you know, give me the CO. You got to schedule a whole nother appointment after something stupid like that. Right, and it's 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 kind of crazy. There are certain municipalities that do that. Um, what would be, think about this, other than busting your chops, what would be the reason for a tiny little nail hole from a picture that used to be in that spot? What? How would that, in any normal society, any normal world, how would that ever fail something? Right, typically it wouldn't. It, it really wouldn't. Um, what I think some uh, inspectors want to do is either exercise their power or they want to make extra money for the municipality because if you have to reschedule a reinspection, it's another $30 or $50 or whatever they're charging um, to come back out and check it. Yeah, here's another one that stinks. If, say, you have a rental property and a doorbell is not required, it's not required. If it's not there, you, you don't fail. If it's there and it doesn't work, you fail. Right. That's also stupid. Right. If it's not required, then just treat it like an ornament. Treat it like it's decoration. It, it's not required. So who who wrote the rules, the, the, the God that wrote the rules that if the thing is there, it has to work? I just think we're, we should be in a place where... Everybody's working with everyone. Look, if if there's not, if there's if there's danger, you know, uh, and things that are required are not in satisfactory condition, that that's the kind of inspection that there should be, but not not for almost aesthetic silliness. Right. Well, I, I find that there's a there's a difference between sometimes inspector to inspector. Yes. As well as municipalities. Um, yes. Some are a little more power, powerish, hunger, if you will. I'm not sure what they're trying to exert. I've had them do really extreme inspections when they're training other people. Um, they they want to show them like this, that, and the other thing. But it's typically supposed to be for safety, right? And dangerous, right? Dangerous. And, I, yeah, and I'm right. on the team with that. I mean, you know, you've you got to do that. You can't you can't do somebody a favor and say, hey, I'm going to pass you, but go fix that. You've got to be tough on that stuff, but not on this little stuff. And let me ask you this one, because a number of municipalities now, and everybody's trying to save money and, and, and do things, you know, more efficiently. Some have employees. I prefer that. Some have contractors. I don't prefer that. Uh, but a good contractor is better than a bad employee. So any system can work. It, it, like everything in life, it comes down to the the, the quality, you know, of the people. But is there a general um, feeling that you have about whether municipalities that have employee inspectors versus outside contractors? See, I'm always a believer. The employee has skin in the game. They're a full-time employee. A contractor kind of blows in and blows out. That's a general thing, and it's not fair uh, because I've seen phenomenal. 
there's some Egg Harbor Township uh, general contractors that that I think you know are very very good, and then there's some employees in other towns that I think are very bad, and and vice versa. So, what are your thoughts about that? Does it matter, or is that a distinction without a difference? Yeah, it it really depends on the individual. You know, it really does. I mean, I've I've dealt with both contractors and you know city type employees. Um, it depends on their training. It depends on their experience. That plays more into it than their actual contract with the city as an employee or not. Unfortunately, it's more individualized. Yeah. You know, I, I I totally agree with that because. Really, that's a structure. If it's a bad contractor, they stink. If it's a bad employee, they stink. And then vice versa is true on the good side. Joe, I can't believe it, but it has just flown by again. 609-513-8969 to reach Joanne Daly. Uh, A reminder, check out a couple of times a day the digital content of all the uh, content creators here at Town Square Media, Atlantic City, and WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the app. And we will be back in 19 hours and 54 minutes. Of course, 